Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire. Helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. This is another edition of Tales from the Road with Jesse Peters. And Jesse's on here from Axon Tire. He is the uh, VP of Marketing. Is that the best way to put that? Uh, Marketing director, very important person. I make stuff look good, Casey. That's what I do. There you go. That's why you're marketing, baby. There you go. man. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So, uh, Jesse's nice to come on once a month, talk about what they see happening out there um, as they travel the, the countryside and stuff that's going on there. So, Jesse, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, been a while and, and excited to uh, bring a couple of people. I know this is Tales from the Road, but honestly, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit and show you what goes on back here at the office. So uh, excited to talk about um, a, a little bit of the secret sauce behind what we do, but um you know, leading into that, we, we've just been busy trying to handle everything from raw material delays to continued pricing fluctuations and not to mention harvest here in the Midwest, obviously seems like it's been a pretty healthy harvest, but um, yeah, we're just trying to keep the wheels on the bus. Yes, it's, it's I hear you. Yeah, it's the, the, the delay side of this and, and every, all the ins and outs and freight and logistics and blah, it's just a nightmare, man. It's getting, it's getting, uh, it's getting harder by the day. It feels like to make all those, you know, pull the rope tight enough to get it to the, to the middle. It feels like. Yeah. And meanwhile, we got to get crops out of the field. So yeah. that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Jesse, why don't you introduce who you got with you today? All right. So, uh, to my right here in the studio, I've got Neil Berardi. Say hi, Neil. Hello everyone. Neil is uh, one of our sales engineers, and I also have, uh, we're lucky enough to join us, Steve. Say hey, Steve. Oh, Steve, you're muted, or we can't hear your your mic. You there? Sorry, I was muted. Yeah. There Hello, we everyone. go. So, um, Steve, uh, just a quick bio. Um, Steve's one of the owners of our company, uh, and Steve, you've been doing this for how many years? Yeah, well, if you go back, it, it all started probably back when I was in junior high, the old the old company. Um, uncle started that company, of course. Everybody probably knows back in 1929. And um, been in it, um, so in the, started back in the, uh, probably the late 70s as a junior high kid, 
sweeping the floors. Yeah. And then been, um, just been in it ever since and, um, learn as you go. Started out, you know, on service truck, changing tires and, um, just, um, kept going until we got where we are. So it's, um, it's, it's been a ride, but, uh, and it seems like there's always stuff new coming up. So it's, you're learning every day. Job security. <laughs> so I like to say Steve, Steve's one of those guys that'll forget more about not just tires and wheels, but but this industry than we'll ever remember, Casey. So I'm excited for you to chat with these guys because they're really the engineering side behind what we do. You know, we've we've over the course of this year met our sales guys. They're the relationship holders with the different parts of our country. Uh, but as they're talking to our customers, you know, that next phone call they make is to one of these two guys. How do we make this happen? Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, excited for you guys to chat about um, uh, really the the engineering side of what we do, because it's, you know, it seems simple, but there's a surprising amount of complexity that goes into making some of these setups possible. So, yep. all right. <clears throat> well, that's this is this is one of the. The secret sauce type of stuff is the stuff that I really enjoy doing the most. So, so Steve, let's just start with you. You know, I'm, I'm a layman when it comes to tires. I'll be the first one to admit that. I know they're made of rubber in the round and <laughs> if they, uh, if they're balanced correctly, they won't slip. I kind of got that part figured out. But when you look at some of the stuff you see right now, and especially some specialty crop or, you know, whether it's uh, a bigger machine in a, in a, you know, a different, situation where there's row spacing is an issue or something like that there's a lot more that go into uh tire and and wheel combination than just go give me a, a 420 off the shelf over there and let's slap it on the sprayer and see what we can do yeah no there is a lot more involved um you know, it, it it becomes um pretty particular on some of those guys especially if they're on narrow rows you get into the 15 inch row 20 20 inch row 22 inch row stuff you don't have a whole lot of uh, room for uh, air and um you know you get a you know a 380 tire or 320 tire to go down those rows um you know even a 320 12 inch wide going down a 15 inch row you have you know virtually an inch and a half on the per side without running over a the, you know one of the rows and so you know with the new way they drive these tractors now with hardly touching the wheel it, it helps but it you know there's still a lot of driver air that could be you know to run over a crop so it's you know the 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 um the accuracy of getting him down the center of that row is is um what we've been um working at doing you know for a lot of these specialty crops it's um and you get under uh, sprayers the same way of course they got adjustable axles on their sprayers so it's uh you know that does help some if they can lock that in but um crazy things happen out there i mean it's uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with your question or not, but I just had a guy call me today um, on his sprayer, flotation tires on his sprayers. He wanted to buff all the tread off because he was getting a little bit too much compaction with the bar lugs. I mean, you just get, um, uh, you know, you get odd things happening all the time that people request, and it's to try to figure out how to help them is, is uh, one of the things that we're here to do. Yeah. So especially to that same point, I mean, machinery is not getting any smaller, and it's not uh... – but it seems like it's just getting a like the NFL offensive lineman. They just keep getting bigger, but they also keep getting faster. So I guess as you take a look at some of those configurations and those kind of conversations that you're having, how do you have that conversation about weight and speed distribution when you're talking about tires? Yeah, that is definitely what we have to consider because uh, there is uh, you you're getting 1,600 gallon tanks on some of these things, and they want to go to a right. 12 inch wide tire. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've got to know that if they want that kind of width on those tires to go down those rows, they they either have to drive slower if the tire don't have the carrying capacity, or you know, not just let any jack person get in it that um, you know is just a just a worker that doesn't care about it because he will have he could have an accident and cause some definite damage. Um, so it's it's a conversation we have to have. That, uh, you know, saying, hey, this tire only carries this weight at this speed. And if, you know, if you try to exceed that, you know, you're, you could end up with trouble. And it's, you know, you're talking a quarter to half million dollar machine. It's not something you really want to throw in the ditch very often. Not very often. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, Neil, let's ask this question to you. So, if I'm, how do you start making that decision between where do duels and triples and those kind of things start coming into play when you guys are looking at this engineering, different engineering? Uh, weight distributions and those kind of things across the spectrum of tires. Well, I think probably one of the first things is, is just kind of getting a better understanding from the customer of what they're trying to achieve. Right? right. So, I mean, really, I mean, it really starts all the way back at the salesperson when that first phone call comes in or when that first request comes in, we try to get a really good feel as far as what the customer wants to do. So we're going to start asking questions, you know, what, what piece of equipment is it? What kind of crops are they doing? What row spacing are they doing? What are they What are they ultimately looking to achieve, right? And then we're going to try to match the best products that we can with what they're trying to do in that application, right? So, um, I mean, it just all starts to come down to run a number. Once we start to get that, we're going to start running numbers. So, once we figure out what machine it is, what they're doing, we're going to start looking at weights. Then we can go look at, you know, what, what's our carrying capacity, that tire, that size, um, if they are trying to run row crop. And then, you know, there's been certain circumstances where we might have to go back to them and say, hey, you're going to have to run duels because you don't have enough capacity with, with running singles if it's a heavier machine, something like that. But usually when the customer calls in, they have a pretty good idea of, of what they want to do, especially the guys that are running specialized equipment. Mm-hmm. chances are they've been running it for a while. They, they know right. what it is. Yeah. And back when, you know, back when Steve was in junior high and we were trying to test a lot of these configurations and solutions out, you know, Steve, I'm sure you were doing these measurements on an abacus way back then, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're continuing to embrace technology. Neil, talk about some of the technology components and some of the, you know, tolerances and how, in depth and down to the minutia we can get with some of the advancements in technology and some of the things that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've, uh, a big part of my job is, is designing this stuff in CAD. And then we also have a, um, what we design. well, it was actually Stuart that designed in house, uh, what we call a row spacing calculator. Um, and what that gives us the ability to do is we can take and plug in, um, that, piece of equipment's um, flange to flange measurements. So mm-hmm. your front and your rear axle, or if it has a bar axle, obviously it's sliding hubs, but um, that way we can go and plug in those measurements and on a something like a waffle wheel, which is a eight position wheel until you start adding spacers or something like that. Um, we can go ahead and figure out what kind of row spacings that we can hit using those calculators. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that I would set up in CAD as well. So that's kind of where we, it comes into, you know, we try to make off the shelf wheels work if possible, but then we also are building a lot more um, of the custom wheels uh, using CAD and using those measurements. Yeah, and I think uh, part of the point of getting these guys in front of you here today, 
two cases. Yes, there's a distribution element to what we do, right? We do have almost 300,000 square feet of ag tires and wheels here, but it's really that custom application component that I really want people to appreciate. I, I think where we really fit in is that relational layer to know when, you know, your sales guys are working a deal or a grower is asking a sales guy at a dealership, a type of question. We want that next call to be to Axon. So again, to Neil's point, we can help solve the problem that the grower is trying to solve. That might mean an off the shelf tire and wheel package, or it might mean we start doing something unique that has never been tried before. And we're not scared to go in there either. So so that's my next question. So, you know, with your places out in California, your places up in Michigan, I mean, as far as diversity goes from crop diversity, there's, I mean, there's, I don't know, probably a thousand different things growing between those two states. And each one of them have a row spacing that could be as wide as 36 inches to as narrow as 12 inches. And a lot of that stuff, you know, as you go up and down those rows, you're going to, there's some custom built stuff when you start looking at some of these very one-off specialty pieces of equipment. So do you guys ever do anything where you work with the manufacturer to, to come up with that, that special tire or, um, you know, a, a steel wheel or something like that to, to kind of help supplement those different kinds of specialty machines? Steve, I'll throw that one to you. Oh, you're muted. Yep. Sorry. Oh, um, yes, there, there is a few manufacturers we work with. Um, that we actually do um, specialty stuff for them that they don't offer on on say their build build your own type of tractor. So we we do um, offer them a um, the, a package that would get them down to different rows. And it's mostly the that manufacturer calling us and saying they have this model of tractor, whether it's flange or bar axle or what it is. They try we try to get all that information from them. Then what they're trying to do and what their application is what row spacing, uh, what, you know, what height they want, speed. You know, we try to get all the information, then we, we can come up with a package form. And we have some pre, pre-built pre packages for them because it's just a common thing on certain applications. Um, you know, Florida is another one that runs some um, different crops or fruits, vegetables, and some of the rest of the stuff for um, orchards and some of the rest of it. So um, there is uh, – these, these manufacturers don't like to offer – everything under the sun um, just for, and so that's where we kind of, um, I would say um, lean more toward and specialize in is to try to take up that, that they don't offer just so we can be there for them and, and uh, help their dealers out. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll, they'll, the manufacturer actually sends the dealers to us instead of, you know, going through the whole dealer, the whole distribution channel, they just send the dealer to us to, to help them on those. So that's, um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're here to help. Yeah. Neil, so. Neil, talk about, um, I know you went down, it was months and months ago earlier this year, but talk about as an example, that case study of uh, the strawberry. Yeah. I was actually just going to jump in on yeah, that. Yeah. Cause I was just, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Um, we're sitting here talking about this stuff and not really giving any context. Um, so we did, we had a customer call in from down in Florida. Well, it was actually an implement dealer that called in to us. They're looking to set up a John Deere six series tractor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a 6120R if my memory is correct. Um, and they were running those, they're running those track. They run six series John Deere's in strawberry fields. Um, now, as far as row spacing, I'm not sure exactly what the beds were set up on, but the tire spacing had to be 96 inches 
Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And usually when we start talking about that type of stuff, fruits and vegetables, um, their tolerances are extremely tight. So we had to get that within a half an inch. So that's a quarter inch per side. Because it was hitting that, the leaves as it was. Yeah, it has by, to, right? yeah, it has to be perfectly down the dead center of that, yeah. of that in between the mounds. Um, and so when we, we went out and we figured out, which we do have a database on some of that stuff that I try to keep updated, but we have to figure out exactly what our flange of flange is on that tractor. And then we go through and we set up, um, the, you know, whichever wheels that we think are going to work best on there. So typically on that stuff, we use what's called waffle wheels, which is multi-position wheels. Um, and we can go through there and we can configure because we know what the offset and the draw is on the centers. And we can configure um, that inside of that calculator inside of CAD to fit exactly how we want it to. And so not only do we try to get it to fit perfectly on 96 inch rows, but I think they were also asking us if we could get it down um, another measurement, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was over a hundred inches. And so having that calculator and having being able to design that in house, um, it gives us the ability to, you know, help the customer reach more than one row spacing. Um, and so that's, that's where that's <laughs> having, having a computer design, it really helps instead of just being able to draw it out on paper. Yeah. And that'd be an example of something that maybe doesn't have the scale to get the attention of the manufacturer, but, you know, regionally or because of some sure. specific type of crop, yeah. that's, that's exactly where we want to play. And that was a deal that, you know, an implement dealer is trying to solve a problem for a grower. And that's an exact scenario that, that I think these guys really have a passion for helping. So. Yep. All right. So one of the thing, last time we had this conversation, you were talking about compaction and that's a, that's a big thing on everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can go pretty much anywhere, you know, 30 inch row spacing near typical row spacing and duels up those kind of things with, you know, four eighties or five twenties or whatever it is that you're doing. But in a lot of these situations, especially like your strawberry example you had right there where compaction is, is something that's on a different scale. How, how are you using the tools you have now to kind of combat some of the compaction issues on some of these specialty uh, crop situations that you guys are looking at? Go ahead. Well, so um, they obviously we try to, I mean, it's been the talk for quite a while now, but obviously we try to push people towards, you know, the IF and the VF technology, right? Whenever we can, Um, because then especially on those smaller tractors, you know, if they're not as heavy of a piece of equipment, they can lower their pressures. Um, But at the same time, it is a battle both ways because on row crop stuff, just like what Steve was just mentioning, um, you know, we're trying to get them as narrow as possible to fit down the rows while at the same time of, you know, giving them traction, giving them, uh, or keeping their compaction as low as possible. Yep. Steve, what are you, what are you hearing or, or how do you help those conversations when, you know, maybe, you know, compaction comes up, but, you know, because of the machine or whatever, just slapping a wider tire isn't always possible. I mean, how do you help, how do you help customers through those conversations? Yeah. A wider tire uh, isn't um, always the answer. If you go taller, uh, you can get a bigger footprint on taller tires. Uh, you got to make sure you got clearance, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. there is that also. Um, 
and it depends on what they're doing. I mean, like I said, you can go to a wider uh, tire um, for certain purposes, but in some applications, you just got to do the best you can for with what you do have and um, give them the most flotation. I mean, you go up, uh, you know, some of that stuff, you can go up to a, maybe a 420 tire just to get a little bit more width than the 380 tire and um, and try to get the height and to try to get your little longer footprint and uh, get get the VF, like I said, like Neil was saying, the VF or the IF tires. Um, uh, that's, and the, the farmers are becoming more and more knowledgeable on the IFVF technology. And, uh, you know, it's starting to, it's starting to come on, um, where it's getting more noticed than just mm-hmm. the, the standard cheapest thing out there that they, they want to put on. You know, they're, they're, they're starting to realize that there is, there is advantages to, to some of that IFVF technology to help their, help their yields. That's what they're, that's what they want. And I think Steve brings up a good point when, you know, Neil and I, we spent a couple of days testing, uh, you know, different footprints on, on a sprayer just because, you know, we had one available. So we started putting different tires on there, adjusting the air pressure and, and putting them back down and, and looking at the footprints. And when you talk about footprint, right, which is where the tire meets the ground and that, that contact area, um, it's not just the width, which is what everyone kind of goes to. If we can spread that tire out wide, that reduces the compaction. It's actually the length is where we see the most benefits. So when that tire is hitting the ground, you don't want to just look at how wide it is, but as, and that's really the benefit of one of these IF or VF type of technology tires is the length of that footprint, spreading it out lengthwise where you actually see the most benefit, which seems counterintuitive. Uh, But again, I'll reference it again. If anybody wants to see the results of that footprint study, I think it was really compelling. Happy to send it, reach out to us and and we'll get it. We'll get that to you. But yeah, that was a good point, Steve. It's not just the width; it's the length of that foot footprint yeah. that hits the ground. So, so it's like anyway, kind of like smashing a tire down, be kind of like a a track situation almost to some extent, where you've got that elongated footprint that's whatever it is, you know, six three three feet, six feet eight feet wide long or whatever it might be to give you that extra traction to the ground. That makes a, that's a great point. I never actually thought about it like that, but. Yeah, but if you're I'm, reducing, I'm the same way as you are, I'm always looking at the width. Like, oh wow, look how wide that is now from when, from what it was at top. But you're going to be super limited. I mean, if you reduce yeah. the air pressure in that tire, right, and it's going to squish down, you're going to see some increase of the width of that tire. But actually, where you see the real benefit, right, and this is where a wheel setup is really beneficial. Is what is the tolerance that tire has to get longer? Um, and obviously tracks, if you can go that route, there's a lot of benefit to that. That's not always either financially or because of the type of setup possible. Uh, and that's really where we start playing with unique wheel setups, tire setups, and IFVF technology really gives you that tolerance, right. To go long instead of wide. So, yeah, that's, I never thought about like that, but you're right. That's the, I always look at it, those compaction, uh, tests with VF and IF technology and i'm looking at the thing going like man that went from being like the tires this wide and then it smashes out to this wide so old man you're getting all that extra traction but to put it in that perspective you're right and if you're limited with row spacing right your only option is to try to get that tire spread as long as possible right because if you go wide you're going to mess up whatever you're trying to grow so uh, it is possible to to come up with unique setups even with narrower row spacing and we can help with that so outstanding.
Well, Jess, this is good stuff as usual, man. If, uh, if folks want to reach out to you at Axon, what's the best way to do that? Just plug our website. Um, you know, I, I go to axontire.com. Um, we're all on there. If you send an email to sales at axontire.com, say, hey, really like to know more about a unique setup I'm trying to accomplish. We'll make sure that gets to Neil or Steve. Um, just reach out to us there and, and we'll hook you up. So axontire.com, shoot us an email at sales at axontire.com. And I have another free gift since all I've right. got my... Since I've got my technology guys here, these these guys are nerds for for CAD drawings and unique stuff. So I'm going to give another gadget away. I've got a infrared thermometer. I'm going to give to any of your listeners that reach out. Neil and I were chatting. He said, "Oh, those are really beneficial for tracks." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what does a guy use these for when it comes to uh, track setups or trying to um, identify the tolerances of? A setup. Yeah, we mainly use them when we put on a new set of tracks. We're checking the temperature on either side of the guide lugs to make sure it's properly aligned. Yeah, so yep. these are cool. Um, I'm going to give away anybody. Now you got to reach out to us, right? Go to axontire.com, fill out a form, or shoot an email to sales at axontire.com. And for the Moving Iron podcast listeners this month, I'm going to give away a free infrared thermometer. So hooking you up. Those those are wicked handy, especially because we have a lot of guys out here that, that do some potato stuff and they, they do a lot of roading and mm-hmm. using that gun on the road, especially when they're on pavement is a, is a big, big deal. We're trying to kind of retrain those guys on, on when to stop and when to use talc and when, you know, all that kind of stuff. So think of us as a, of as a, as another tool in your tool belt. So I'm actually giving away actual tools just as that yep. reminder you know, we are that extra tool in your tool about next time you got to uh, sell a tractor. So we're here to help you guys and your listeners move more iron. So that's what we wake up every day passionate about. That's awesome. Well, Jesse, appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. And uh, thanks for a great year. Um, we've enjoyed partnering with you and looking yep. forward to doing um, even bigger and better things in the future. So thanks for having so us. Am I. So am I. I'm yeah. looking forward to it as well. So, I am Casey. Thanks, Casey. Moving on. Thank you. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where you're going to find the latest edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. Also, go to movingironllc.com for all the latest editions of the Moving Iron Podcast, as well as blogs that are out there. So, for Steve, Neil, and Jesse, I'm Casey Seymour. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, There's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, Head over to axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron.